There's something brewing in the town of Acacia Grove. The storm clouds are rolling in and bringing something sinister along with it. Big Ma feels it and all the residents are starting to see it. A war is coming and it's time to prepare for battle. Some battles can be within the mind. Others are the battle games people play. I'm not a gamer, but the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear the episode's title, Battle Games, is some sort of video game. But I also know that there are people out here playing real life battle games and don't even realize they're being used as pawns. I've asked you before about your belief in the spirit realm. Do you know that there are spirits like jealousy, lying, and pride, just to name a few. And these spirits, along with the others, sole purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. They oppose everything of God, which includes us, his believers. And they attempt to influence people and nations to do what they do and that's oppose God. And if you don't recognize their tactics, you will fall prey to the battle games they play that'll have you fighting people and situations in the flesh and not in the spirit. Let's start the show. Diamond. Yes, Lydia. As I'm sure you've heard now that the new wing is ready, they will now allow for in-house applications for the new position of rehabilitation director before opening this position to the public. I have, Anne. And surely you don't plan to apply. Lydia, I don't got time for you and your games. I'm working on a rehabilitation plan for a new patient. That's fine. I just don't want you to waste your time by applying because I plan to. So in other words, you're afraid of a little friendly competition? You're afraid of wasting your and the company's time by applying for a position you more than likely won't get? You have some nerve, Diamond. How dare you insinuate that I'm not qualified for this position? Girl, isn't that what you're doing? Insinuating that you are more qualified than me? You love playing games and then calling foul. Mm, mm, mm. I see Lydia is back and hasn't changed or grown much since the last time we heard from her. For those of you that are new, let me give you a little backstory with these two characters. Diamond and Lydia are physical therapists and co-workers. 
their relationship is a bit contentious. You see, Lydia is the epitome of church folk, always going around with her nose in the air, thinking that she is better than everyone else. Like she's Jesus's personal assistant, trying to tell people how they ought to be living, judging people by her own personal standards, not God's, misquoting scripture or twisting scripture to make a point in her favor, but isn't even practicing what it is that she's trying to preach. But in the first season, we got a glimpse as to why Lydia is the way that she is. If you want to know more, you have to go back and listen to the first season. Diamond, on the other hand, because of her past, which includes being a stripper, knows the importance of not judging people and understands that God will meet you right where you are. And once he delivers you, he doesn't hold your past against you. With all the crazy things Lydia says and does, Diamond tries to extend grace to her. But we'll check her. In love, of course. Lydia and Diamond had a big blow up first season. So much so, I thought Diamond was going to lay holy hands on Lydia. I was hoping when we heard from them again that Lydia would have taken stock in her part in their blow up and start to move a little different. But her insinuating that she is the only person qualified for the new director position? <sighs> I guess it's like people say, God not through with her yet. We'll have to see what happens. But uh, I'm not feeling too good about this. Diamond. Lydia, girl, what do you want now? Diamond, why do you sound so irritated? I was just going to ask if I could join you. I wanted to share my game plan with you. What game plan? What are you talking about, Lydia? I know there's a catch in here somewhere. Just hear me out. <sighs> Have a seat. Although I'm sure I'm going to end up regretting this. Okay. I've been casually polling folks to see who's considering applying for the position of rehabilitation director. Here we go. Honestly, Diamond, sometimes you're so dramatic. Just hear me out. Wow. You're calling me dramatic? Diamond, listen, this will benefit us both. There are only two other people interested in the position. Therefore, I'll be watching them very carefully for any work infractions that can be reported. Okay, so you'll just be doing your normal thing? What that got to do with me? Well... I'll be sure to make you aware of these infractions so you can keep an eye out and witness them for yourself. Then we can go to management and bear witness together as the Bible instructs. Lydia, you done lost your mind. 
I'm not going around here looking for things to set folks up with. How is it a setup? Wrong is wrong. And if the company wants to remain a top competitor, we must ensure those who aren't on their A-games don't run the company into the ground. You are highly respected by management and considered one of the best physical therapists on staff. Therefore, your word will be respected. <laughs> oh, wow. Was that a compliment and acknowledgement of my skills? Uh, I may not agree with your religious ways, but I recognize what you bring to the table work-wise. <laughs> okay, so either you're extremely desperate or I'm being punked. Where's Chance? Come on, bring him on out. I'm serious, Diamond. Obviously, once I become director, I'll be sure to look out for you as you will be working under my supervision. And how is this benefiting me? All right, let me join in your little fantasy for a minute, even if you did somehow get the position. Please be aware that nothing will change for me. I'll still be working to offer up a service of excellence to the Lord, who is my supreme supervisor. As long as he's looking out for me, I won't fear man or you. Although you need to be concerned about how God views you twisting his word to fit into your little game plan. Lord have mercy, Lydia. Seriously? I told y'all I didn't feel too good about the situation. Now I see why. Why on earth would you try to snitch on other people or throw them under the bus in an attempt to make yourself look better to management? Wait, could it be those spirits I spoke about in the opening at work here? Is it possible that Lydia is being used to sow discord within the rehab practice amongst co-workers? and not even recognize it? Huh. Well, it appears you can be a part of battle games and not even know it. Whether you're the one doing it or you're on the receiving end of it, you can easily be caught up in it. People playing around with your livelihood because they are threatened by you or people so hell bent on getting the promotion that they do whatever is necessary to get it, even if that means lying, sabotaging, or what have you, thank goodness Diamond wants no parts of it. I know some of you may have experienced something like this in your life, whether you were the one trying to set someone up or were on the receiving end of the setup. It's not a good place to be. And I'm sure we'll talk about this more when we have our live show. But in the meantime, did y'all peep how Lydia attempted to use the word to justify what she was wanting to do? <laughs> she said, <clears throat> let me try to get my Lydia voice together. Then we can go to management and bear witness together as the Bible instructs. <laughs> I don't think the Bible instructs anyone to stir up confusion and bring people along to witness the confusion you stirring up. 
But the Bible does tell us if our brothers or sisters commit an offense against us to go to that person privately and work it out. If that doesn't work, then take one or two people with us to bear witness. And this is in Matthew 18 verses 15 through 17. And there may be other scriptures that say similar things. But going to management and trying to make yourself look good while tearing down another co-worker is not what the Bible instructs. I'm telling y'all, if her eyes don't become open and she keeps these games up, she is setting herself up for trouble. Because unfortunately, a lot of us don't recognize that someone, including us, is being used by the enemy. We see it as if so-and-so did something to us, then so-and-so has to pay, period. And that's what the enemy wants and why it's so important to keep on the whole armor of God we've been talking about. I hope Diamond gets through to her, but we shall see. So you want to play games, huh, Lydia? Excuse you? Don't play dumb. You trying to set me up with management. Went behind my back talking about what you don't even know. I'm going to need you to watch your tone. And if I report it in infraction, then trust I know what I'm talking about. Infraction? What infraction? How about you don't know what oh, you're snap. talking about? No, wait, wait, you're wait. in it's my personal space. Oh, do I got it. your personal don't space. Do it, <gasps> oh my God, you hit me. I did what I know everybody in here has been wanting to do. That's assault. Oh security. Oh what are you two security. doing? We are security. We are professionals. Call Y'all security. Better than that. You're Come slandering on. my credibility. All right, you and for what? what? Because you listen. can't stand on I your own merits. It's on y'all now. Because you know, without trying to set up your competition, you don't stand a chance getting this new position. I'm tired of you and your mess, Lydia. Whatever. I'm charging you with assault and harassment and demanding you be fired. Therefore, you've set yourself up for failure. Security! Security! I'm calling 911 and my lawyer. Now you see, it looks like Lydia done messed around and found out. Not everybody is a turn the other cheek type of person. Not everyone understands that we battle not against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. You can't go around trying to set people up and not expect consequences. Now, I'm not condoling violence. I'm saying that you can't go around talking about people and throwing them under the bus all in an effort to make yourself look better and think that some type of blowback isn't going to happen. Now, some of y'all may be thinking, okay, Miss Narrator, if you telling us that we can be used by the enemy and not know it, how is it Lydia's fault? 
And I would say to those of you that ask that question, we all have knowledge of what is right and wrong. So if you are choosing to do something that you know isn't the right thing to do, then you still have to suffer the consequences of doing that said thing. Think about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. God said you can eat freely of any tree in the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Then what happened? The serpent came and got them to do what? Oppose what God had instructed them not to do, which caused them to be banished from paradise and fellowship with God. They knew what God had told them, but they gave into the temptation, the bait of the serpent, and were banished and separated from God. Consequence. And because of Adam's sin in the garden, everyone in this world has inherited a sinful nature and therefore guilty. But thanks be to God for Jesus and his shed blood whoo, that all who confess and believe on him not only have eternal life, but our sins are forgiven and we are back in fellowship with God now here on earth. Thank you, Jesus for your powerful blood. But let me get back on track before I get to shouting. I'll give you another example. What about cheating on a mate? <laughs> now we going back to the scenes from Life Series. We know that cheating is wrong, but the enemy will make it seem so enticing that you choose to take the bait and end up destroying your relationship your family consequence. So again, yes, the enemy may have set the bait, but you don't have to take it because you know it's not right. And this goes for non-believers as well as us believers. As I stated, we all have knowledge of what is right and wrong. So we are without excuse. Another thing, as Christians, we are representatives of Christ and whatever work we do, we do it as though we are working for the Lord because ultimately he's who we are serving, not man. Read Colossians 3, 23 and 24. We have to ask ourselves, am I representing Christ in a way that makes people want to know him or am I turning people away from him by my actions? The last thing that we should want is to make people not want to have anything to do with God because we are going around saying we are Christians, but our speech and our actions are no different than those still of the world. We are called to be set apart, to be different. This is not saying that we're supposed to be perfect and not make mistakes. I'm simply stating we should strive to look and act more like Christ than the world. You can expect the world to lie and cheat because the world follows after its ruler, Satan. But as believers in Christ, we may live in this world, but we are not of this world. We have been set apart to show the people of this world that there is another way 
and that's Christ. Look, I don't know what's going to happen with these two ladies, but I pray they get it together. This concludes this week's episode of Church Folk and Saints, Series 2, Dark Times. I hope you enjoyed it, but more importantly, I pray you got something from it. Make sure you are following us on our social media platforms. And please, if you like what we are doing, drop us a comment and let us know. Encouragement goes a long way. Also, Share us with your family, friends, co-workers, church family, and even your enemies. You never know. It could change their life. Hope you'll join us for the next episode. It's going to be good.